Hi everyone, welcome back to the Afropolitan podcast. Um, this is Venny, who's obviously the creator of the Afropolitan podcast. And today I'm actually doing something different. Um, because I have a special guest with me, and they told me that I don't put myself out there much. <laughs> so now I'm trying to, and now I'm starting by actually saying my name. Um, so this is now episode 11, and I have a very special guest with me who I want to introduce um, herself to you. So say hello. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me on the show, Benny. It's okay. <laughs> Tell them your name. Okay. Oh, yes, that part. Um, my name is Katasi, and um, I'm the founder of Elevate 256. Mm-hmm. And um, I listen to Afropolitan podcast from time to time, and I'm just really happy to um, have you on, to ha- that you have me, you're having me on. Thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> so, I actually, first thing, I saw your... Um, so Elevate 256, I saw that on Instagram. Mm. Then I followed the page. And then I remember we got um, speaking on my Instagram. And then you then had, um, obviously, the Elevate 256 um, Uganda meetup for Independence Day. But before we go into that, can you just tell um, like the viewers a bit about yourself, viewers or listeners even, about yourself and like, yeah. Just about yourself. myself. Okay, so I'm Ugandan. BBC is it so what we say BBU British born Ugandan mm-hmm. that's it um and uh, I've lived I've lived in various places but I spent time in Uganda as well mm-hmm. and um I think my connection to Uganda has been quite strong because um of living there as a child and also the the summer holidays that I'd spend there mm. um kind of grounded me mm. and then later on I did like a about a year and a half in Uganda at um, Kaboja Secondary School. Mm-hmm. So shout out to anyone who knows that school. Um, and I think those that 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 history sort of allowed me to be really quite strong and firm in my identity as Ugandan. Mm. And um, by day, I work in project management. Mm-hmm. Um, so pulling off an event like a couple of, like Independence Day event, it's kind of in my blood to like mm. be quite systematic and getting mm. things done and quite an action-oriented person um I studied international relations and development Mm. studies um undergrad and then I did an MA in social entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. and then my career from there has really stemmed around community um engagement Mm -hmm. um and culture I'd say Mm. and always has always been a research element so um I've, I've worked with the British Council and that's mm-hmm. like, the, that's the UK's organisation for education and culture. I've written pieces about food and identity mm-hmm. and looking at how Ugandans, um, Indigenous Ugandans and South Asian Ugandans come together under food. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's always this divisiveness around Idi Amin. But I, 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 when I looked at that, that project or that, that research, it was like, how can food be binding and what elements have we borrowed from different parts? Yeah, because we use um, Asian spices in our food. Exactly. And it's like completely different to like West African food. Yeah. Because my friends used to mimic me like, oh, I'm Asian, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but this but this is what we use. Yeah. Like the, and my friend was like, oh, so Asian. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. And she was, she was really... Um, she really thought I was Asian because I use like um, Madras and you know all those other spices yeah. that we use in our food but they associate they associate that with maybe India or Pakistan they don't associate that with African food exactly. but that's normal for us exactly and um, 
I remember thinking that sambusas were indigenous and the way people yeah. talk about chapati and Rolex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I, writing that piece was really interesting because they too have borrowed from our culture. Oh, really? So if you, if you go to like a South Asian or Indian, Ugandan-inspired restaurant, they have things that they call mogo, mm. which is mogo, like cassava. Um, they'll use plantain and some of it. Like, I mean... They'll use green green banana and some of their food. So mm. like there's a difference in um how they sort of identify compared to mainland yes. Asians. Um so yeah, research and identity and culture have always been quite central to the things that I've been interested in and the places that I've worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um random question, what star sign are you? I'm a Libra. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Why? What were you thinking? I don't know. I didn't know whether you'd be um I don't know, but then Libras, they say they're quite balanced. Oh, I'm just, I feel like I'm always looking for that balance. Really? <laughs> but I mean, I've heard that Libras are in, we're in um, we are inquisitive mm-hmm. and pondering, that kind of thing, which I think I am, mm-hmm. if I was going to. But then they do say that they're a bit narcissistic. <laughs> do you think you're narcissistic? <laughs> so, no, I don't, I don't, no, I don't, I don't think so. And I don't, I mean, no, I'm, I'm really not. No. no, I wouldn't. I don't. Obviously, we've just met, but I wouldn't say you are. But then I've met some Libras who are really, really into themselves. Mm. That's why I was surprised that you were a Libra. Oh. Do you see what I mean? Like they are. I mean, like they're quite um, sort of like laid back. But and then there's there is this also other side to them that's a bit like, oh, look at me, look at me. See, that's really funny because um, I think this year, in terms of my personal development and growth. Mm self-promotion mm. um, and putting myself <laughs> forward yeah. and putting myself in the frame have been things that I've struggled with. Mm. So um, when I started the blog, um, elevate256.com, it was very much about like, I'm going to have an alias. I spent so many hours thinking about all these aliases mm. as if I had like millions of people reading my stuff anyway. Mm. Um, so putting myself forward and being in the frame and taking um, credit for your, for your accomplishments mm. and your hard work is something that I really... I think I've been able to sort of do this year and fronting myself. Mm. That's good. Um, So what was um, the reasoning behind starting Elevate 256? So the reason behind Elevate 256 was that I would find myself reading news clippings and magazines or I'd hear names that sounded atypically Ugandan and I'd get really really excited. Mm. So I might hear like, Say, for example, before Daniel Kaluuya was Daniel, um, I was like, is that, is, that, is, that, is that a Ugandan name? And I'd mm. research and I'd get really excited and I'd tell my friends about it. Mm. Um, or I'd send people messages like, do you know that guy's Ugandan? Do you know that guy's Ugandan? And then that seemed a bit unsustainable because not everyone had the same kind of enthusiasm as I did. Mm. I mean, it got me questioning why p- prominent people um, were not as sort of candid about their identity and their heritage and their roots. So I felt like Elevate 256 was an appropriate platform to start where I would curate content around Ugandans doing really interesting things Mm -hmm. um, and a space for me to collect my thoughts and like pickings. So on the page, some of the most popular articles have been about, um, say, Daudi Matsuko, who's like a Nottingham-based um, folk musician mm. like who know you know who, when I think about folk music in Uganda I think of like Kadongo Kamu mm. but like there's a contemporary person doing something inspired by that mm. or Zawe Ashton you know um, and then 
bringing it away from celebrities, like even just Ugandans doing interesting things. Like another popular article on there was Senti's Kitchen. So he's um he's a young man in Boston who by day works at like some big corporate bank, but by night he's DJing and he's cooking and for the Ugandan community. Mm. Um, so I think I wanted to get content that was motivational, inspiring mm-hmm. and informative and we really like uplifting ourselves as Ugandans and putting us in the limelight. Mm. And then from, from there, that transitioned into manifesting a physical event, which culminated in having the Independence Day meetup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you think the meetup went? <laughs> I think the meetup was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the turnout was... Um, it was overwhelming yeah, and like it was, it was really good and I think there's lessons to be learned mm-hmm. but um, I felt like seeing so many Ugandans from different parts of the community from um, northern Ugandans to eastern Ugandans to Baganda to Muslim Ugandans mm-hmm. um, all in one space convening mm-hmm. um, was really powerful mm-hmm. because I often think that we as as a community we we operate in silos you know like that's my corner that's my patch and i think that if you don't go to church or you don't go to a mosque or you don't go to um to parties like mm. these raves that you know they they're really helpful and they they connect people in a way mm. but if you're not part of that scene i think there's no other space mm. to come together as ugandans or to meet ugandans and i think this is a space for that well yeah we saw my comment last week on that <laughs> <laughs> I did. Let's talk about that comment. So, because I know you said you grew up in Wales for a bit. Right? Um, yes. Yeah, so I grew up in London. So I'm like you. I was born in the UK. Mm-hmm. So I was. We were in London for a bit. Then we moved to Wales. Um, so end of primary school, of secondary school, I was in Cardiff. Then, um, then went away for university. Then after university, I then came back to London to work. So, um, I mean. Obviously, whilst I was away in Cardiff, I wasn't really, we weren't involved in the London Ugandan community. But before we left, um, we were because of my mum and she went to one of the Ugandan churches. Um, And then when we were in Cardiff, um, there was a Ugandan community there, but um, quite small, obviously not as big as London. But still, it's like, because we Ugandans, we're not like a a massive community like Nigerians or Ghanaians. So it's very easy for us to like know each other. So, um, so yeah, I was kind of in that because my mom has a business back in Cardiff. Um, well, I wasn't, but like my brother, my sister and what were sort of in it. And then also my brother, I'd say he was kind of in the community here in London because he'd come quite often for the parties and stuff like that. But I've always felt with the community that it's just like you were saying, if you're not involved in church, if you're not involved in, um, if you maybe if you're not involved in the Muslim community or if you don't go out to the parties, then you're not in the community. And um, even when, okay, maybe you do, and let me remove religion aside, but if you do go to those parties, I don't know, just sometimes I just kind of feel, like I said, on the um, on the, two fi- the 256 on their podcast, on their page, I said, I find it is a bit like clicky and who's who. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't be asked to that shit if I'm honest with you. And then at the end of the day, it's like, we're at a party. Like, well, what are you gaining from from acting like that do you see what I mean it kind of contradicts the idea yeah and I think I think that um for me my observation is that 
I think people are friends with their parents' friends, mm-hmm. offspring. Mm-hmm. So it then becomes quite generational. So if your mother, if you, if your mother wasn't like a Londoner, or if you um, aren't plugged in to um, these groups, then I feel like your offspring, or you then don't have such tight connections. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that resonates with you, um, but I think we are trying as a community. So like the two five six collective. Shout out to. Um, Nora and Melissa mm-hmm. I think that's a really bold attempt to bring Ugandans together mm. and and I think their focus being young adults mm-hmm. um, and every time I've been to one of their events like they'll make it a point to be like oh what's your name come and meet so and so that's the kind of thing you need really mm. when you're trying to bring people together mm. I think but um, I really enjoyed the event I, I thought it was lovely to have like Jennifer um speaking to us and the, the the particular reading that she chose was so mm, powerful um, and so timely for us to think about what our parents went through when they came to, to the UK mm. trying to navigate the underground and, and whatnot mm. um, and kind of makes me much more grateful. It was very humbling listening mm. to that ex- excerpt and um, I also think that having the the intergenerational guests. So having Rashid, who's mm. on a completely different spectrum in terms of age mm. and upbringing, was really powerful because it brought different people together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I then also, I think what she said as well, which stuck with me, and that's why I'm sort of criticizing this whole partying culture. Um, and like I said, I'm not bashing a community because I am proud. I'm, I am a proud Ugandan. I am proud of... Um, my African or my Ugandan identity and my African identity. Um, But when she said, you know, when she said, I'm so happy to be in a room full of Ugandans, every time I go to, um, when she's at an event or something, she's like, I'm always in a room full of West Africans. And that to me says a lot because, and she was saying they're so hot in books, but that's why I feel, that's why I am critical of our community because I, I don't feel like we really champion and value... I don't want to say we don't value education, but we don't, when, when you're seeing like people who are really successful or like she's like within, you know, the literature world, she's really, she's like a renowned author, like a, Absolutely. a award-winning author. But where, where are we supporting her? Obviously she's doing well, um, regardless, but just, do you see what I mean? I don't feel as if we... Well, now, okay, we're having those events. Like you said, you uh, mentioned the 256 Collective and obviously you've got your platform, Elevive 256. But I don't feel like we have... Um, I don't know how to phrase it. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. But I don't feel like we really value um, or we really vocalise um, the important things. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see what you mean. We, I, I almost feel like... We seem so much more passive compared to like our brothers and sisters in West Africa. Mm. Um, there's something about not being too loud as well. You know, mm. don't be too loud. Don't be um, don't be too vocal. Don't share how you got to where you got to. Like mm. le- you know, let's not share our success, mm. um, which maybe results in us then not really highlighting and celebrating our successes mm. um, and our and our abilities. Um, but you're right. Why aren't why aren't there more events in the community that are, are not just around that? But I hope people feel inspired by um, by Elevate Two Five Six, you know, and seek out opportunities to 
I don't know, share their stories as well. Mm-hmm. Because that that's what we need. Um, not just as Ugandans, but I think as Africans in general, we need we need to be hearing about how people have got to where they are, just like everyday people. Because it's not all just about oh, becoming, especially in London as well, um, not just about becoming, doing successful in the entertainment industry. There's other venues, there's other people who are doing really successful within the corporate world or within even, you know, industries like fashion or um, dance or whatever, where, you know, it's been like as a, oh, that's for white people. Do you know what I mean? When you're growing yes. up, you're told not to go down those avenues because it's going to be hard for you and you're not going to be able to succeed or you're told to do the more um, traditional um, jobs as like, okay, doctor, accountant, you know, f- finance, all of those things. So I want... I want us in the community to be more open-minded and I, sometimes I don't feel like we are. And then I think also my personal experiences, sometimes I've interacted with people and they haven't, I'm even on like our generation and they haven't really been open-minded or they've been a bit, they kind of have this thing of, oh, okay, I know better than you. And it's like, but really do you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. And then in terms of like handpicking, um, people who we wanted to do the workshops unfortunately we ran out of time mm. um but that's definitely something we're going to pick up in, in the new year mm. um it it was a broad spectrum you know you work in fashion um judy was um going to talk about um how she reduced her debt from thirty six thousand. like why aren't we talking about money mm. and debt mm. you know um i mean and but um i mean we'll talk about money and debt in a second but also Enoch Luanga, I call him AKA Mr. Uber Eats. You know, that's phenomenal that a young Ugandan man was picked as um, the actor in that in the Uber Eats advert mm. that was on around the violent time. Mm-hmm. And this, these are very unconventional careers. Mm. But I think it's really important that if you are in something like that, sharing that with other people, mm. because, you know, you do get the pressures of, well, if you're not going to be, as you said, an accountant or whatever, then... You're nothing. Mm. But at the same time, I understand where that um, that pressure comes from. It's really our, our, our parents' generation thinking what's stable. You know what I mean? Because these are stable things, aren't they? No, that's true. But also at the same time, that's why I was so open to coming and doing the workshop because um, even though I, did, I didn't do a fashion design degree, I did a retail buying degree. So that's more on the business um, element of fashion. And even with that, I always, because obviously I know I'm a black woman and I know I'm going into an industry that's mainly white. Um, I have to work as twice as hard. So I made sure when I was in university that I was doing internships. So it is, you we still have to work hard regardless of what industry you're in. But it, I just wanted to let people know that it is possible if you do put your head into it and not letting people deter you from what your passions are, what you want to do. Like he was saying, there's that safety thing. So you do have to be smart. And I am pro-education. Like I am, um, I do, um, I would do encourage people to do, to go to university or even if you want to do something and you maybe you don't have to go to university, but there's courses that you can do, specialist courses to do that. Then I do, I really do encourage people to do that. 100%. And I think that one of the, um, one of the things that came out at the event was that there were some elders that were part of like the advisory team mm. that were in the background supporting me with the project. Mm. 
and the event. And I think having that inter- intergenerational um, elements really crucial mm. because if you think about social capital, a lot of our elders might be in positions of influence. They can open doors for us. Mm. So um, I think it's paramount that the conversations are happening um, laterally as well as upwards mm-hmm. in terms of age. And even even um, those below us who are up and coming, like um, Lucia mm. of Simplest Talk. So she's phenomenal. Mm. I sit down with her and sometimes I'm like, am I actually talking to an 18-year-old? Mm. She's just got so much knowledge and mm. experience and so much to offer. But at the same time, you know, I'm able to support her in things and my contacts can support her mm-hmm. in some of the ambitions that she has. Mm-hmm. So I really think... Um, Elevate two five six. I see us going into a, like a direction where there's more linkages and supporting upwards and below. Mm-hmm. So you've just touched on where you want to go, but what what's the plan for the end of this year and twenty twenty? <laughs> plan before the end of this year. Um, I think um, it's November, right? Mm-hmm. There's not much left of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, just creating more content and like looking for more collaborations. Um, Post event, there's been lots of interest and in people like coming forward and wanting to work together mm-hmm. for the page itself of the blog. I'm really open to um, Ugandan writers coming forward and them sort of using it as a place where they can sort of get experience and writing and that kind of thing. And I think in the lead up to the next event mm-hmm. um, next year, um, there'll be smaller ones that are more bespoke. Um, and I think really that's how I see it moving forward. I mean, I don't want to say too much because then that you're really like stuck. When you're no, no, I know you, you don't. But just if they could just get a little <laughs> flavor, yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely want to create more content um, on the page, on the, on the Instagram page, and other social media handles. Um, more, more, more story sharing, mm-hmm. um, and in the different mediums as well. And um, so, if you do know people out there that have interesting stories or you think you're actually um you want to share your experience please get in touch with me mm-hmm. um on www.elevate256.com or via instagram because you know i i my now that i have a f- more of a physical presence it's less arbitrary i don't need to just i don't need to just listen to names like mm-hmm. there'll be recommendations oh so and so have you heard about this person they'll be really great for that mm-hmm. that kind of thing um, and also collaborating with um, other Ugandan community. Mm-hmm. Because I think I, were, I was able to pull off that event in the sense that we worked with Uganda Heritage, mm-hmm. um, worked with um, Uganda Young Muslim Association with uh, Baker. And he brings like a completely different demographic. And, and so does Uganda Heritage. Um, and then working with Lucia, she brings a younger sort of audience. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important that as Ugandans, we don't just replicate things. And there's a habit of like copying and pasting, you know, you see something that works and you're like, I'm going to jump on that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my own. But there's so few of us really, right? I mean, I think the market's big enough, but I, I also think that there's something around, hey, how about we try and do this together because there's strength in numbers. Mm. Yeah. So do you feel like that that is possible that we can all work together i mean i think it's easier for our generation as second generation ugandans because we have less um i think we have less divisions amongst ourselves and in the sense that 
I find that when I hear conversations, people will say, I'm Ugandan first and I'm Munyoro or I'm Ugandan and then I'm, I'm Ateso or whatever. So I think that there's scope for us to just come under the banner of being Ugandan, but also respecting that um, there's nuance and sub, sub, sub sort of sub ethnicities need to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think so. I just think people need to be, we need to be more proactive and like have these conversations and say, oh, well, what are you working on? I'm working on this. So like even just being here on your podcast mm-hmm. is really wonderful because um, you're supporting my, my, my vision and there's something that I can do for you in terms of like mm-hmm. putting you on my platform and, mm-hmm. um, and also like the skills that you have. There's so many people I know who want to hear about fashion um, and, the, and the industry. Um, so what does Ugandan mean? What does being Ugandan mean to you? So being Ugandan, that's really interesting because I feel like I'm going to, I'm about to contradict myself and mm-hmm. say that um, sometimes I think it's good to just drill down a bit further and, and ask like, so I can't talk, speak for the whole of Uganda. I Like my heritage is Muganda. I'm from the central part. Mm-hmm. But luckily I've had, I've had opportunities to go to different areas. Um, but I think that it, tolerance is one of the things I think means it means to be Ugandan, just from my experience, just because we're landlocked and we're, we're surrounded by so many different countries and mm-hmm. that then permeates into our culture. You know, I listen to Congolese music like it's Ugandan. Mm, that's <laughs> Growing up. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. um, I had to make somebody a playlist the other day um, of like, Ugandan tunes but how was I not going to put like Papa Wembe or like mm-hmm. <laughs> all these old school Congolese artists on there um so I think there's something about tolerance we're very tolerant people and the time I spent in Uganda um I think that I remember loving the fact that Christmas day is a public holiday um Eids both Eids are public holidays like mm. tell me other countries in the world where that's that's a thing and also being able to um, socialize um, on those days with my friends, like me coming to their houses for Eid and whatnot and, mm-hmm. and the reverse. Like there's something really beautiful about the tolerance and acceptance that we can all coexist together as Ugandans. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that being Ugandan means like community. And I think when this comes alive when people, um, Maybe that's not appropriate saying comes alive and talking about death. If you think about death and mm-hmm. how we sort of all gravitate towards one another and come together and support ourselves in, in, in those moments, I think that's a really beautiful thing. And that makes us very Ugandan in terms of going to Lumbes and sitting down with people, being there for them. That's, I don't think that's, that's that cut across every culture. Like I remember going to um, a Zimbabwean um, wake and then there were like three people there. You're joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. And I was like, okay, this is very different. Like that would never happen. Even if you don't want people to come to your house um, on Olumbe, they will they will come. Mm. So I think that's one thing that I think means it means to be Ugandan, that kind of support. And um, another thing I think is our gentleness. We're gentle people. Mm-hmm. Um and we're quite calm. Yeah, I've been told that, oh, yeah, Ugandans were quite calm. Yeah. Um, and in the gentleness, I suppose, not in the sense that we're soft and that we're pushovers. Mm. I just mean in the sense that we take our time and we see people for who they are. Mm. So I remember when I moved to Uganda, 
um, after university, I went with all my Englishness. You know, if I wanted something from a receptionist, I'd just be like, good morning, um, is Dr. So-and-so there? And they, they wouldn't, they'd be unresponsive because that's just not how it's done. You know, you need to make people feel important. You know, you need to slow down, greet them, ask them how they are. And then you get into the whole um, the request that you have. So whilst that might seem quite frustrating and slow, I think there's something quite beautiful about just taking time and seeing people who they are. Um, and you think about this whole, like, we're Bantu people, right? We are mm-hmm. people. Um, there's something quite um, unique about that, how we take time to see people and greet them. And I remember then coming back to London and coming about Ugandan sensibility. All I needed was directions. I was on the train. I was a little bit lost. I asked, I, I said to this person, oh, good morning. Hi. Um, <laughs> just greeting them that way that Ugandans do. Mm-hmm. The person just thought I was a weirdo. Mm. Um because we're just like, we're, we're so, in, I think in London, it's very much like cut to the chase. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's what Ugandan-ness means to me. <laughs> <laughs> have you been this year? Have I been this year? I have. I, I was there in December, Jan. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't for anything, actually. And then I was there in July for um, two of my brother's weddings. Mm-hmm. It was really busy. It was highly ambitious. 12 days. One, um, I'm going to say it wrong. I forgot what it's called, but it's 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 the traditional um, wedding that they have in in Fort Portal. Batoro have Mm -hmm. Kweranga. Kweranga, yeah, it's not Kuhindu. I think it's Kweranga. So that was one 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 affair. Then five days later, there was a white wedding. Another brother, so it was just like it was really hectic, and I was hosting a friend. So both of your brothers got married in the same. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did they both plan it? Just in case they do listen in, I would say that um, one of them, Gray, Gray announced it first, and then my other brother was like, "Well, since everyone's going to be, in, you know, down there, like, why don't we all just come together and just do it at once?" But it's logistically is tiring mm. it's tiring but in a way it's quite good because then you don't have to go back to Uganda again mm-hmm. but yeah I was down there for that it was really lovely and I I um one of my friends um Rabia she's Turkish and yes. she came down with me which was really lovely because I think that in terms of promoting Uganda as like second generation second generation Ugandans I'm of the view that if every one of us took a friend back home Every time we went mm-hmm. where possible, that just helps boost the tourism, mm. you know, the tourism sector. Because um, obviously she's now going to go sing the praises of Uganda to every person she knows. And mm. then it creates a ripple effect. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Like you now see like how loads of people now go to Ghana at Christmas. <laughs> but Ghana is a mighty... Um, of the African countries that I want to go to, that's on like top, my top list. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really, I think it's really effective marketing. And mm. if you think about, say, Rwanda, mm. every time I see an Arsenal shirt, is, yeah. I'm just like, how, how? I mean, I think it's only, is it? I'm not even sure if it's Arsenal, the um, the men's team. I think it might be the youth team. I'm sure I've seen it like the actual main team. The main it, team. I'm sure I've seen something, you know, on the pitch, and then they have those um, adverts around. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I've seen something saying visit Rwanda. Right, and I think that's phenomenal because. They they promote their their gorillas. I'm like, hey, we have gorillas too. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we have lots of other things. Mm. So it's 
I think it, it's on us as Ugandans mm. in the diaspora to really push it mm. as a destination. Um, yeah. Definitely. But even, well, you probably know from listening to podcasts, I'm really hot on traveling. Mm. But then even something I want to start doing is traveling around Africa as well. And even traveling to more um, like African Caribbean countries. So going to the Caribbean. I want to put African there because at the end of the day, they are African. I don't like separating them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I think it's really interesting to like see other countries and see, because I didn't, they, I feel like we are, although we have, we're different, shall I say tribes or different, like, you know, you said we're Bantu people, um, but we're all one at the same time. So it's, I think it's really important to like go and visit like your people in other countries. I'm not saying I don't care about Uganda, yeah. I do, because I, I always try and go, um, whenever I can yeah but I was in Nigeria last month and I had an amazing time mm. it was so so good so good I think it's really important to do that um to travel across like around the continent mm. but I also think it's important that we travel in Uganda within Uganda mm. like I know people who've only ever been to Kampala mm. you know that's all they know um when there's so much to see you know like if you go to like I've had the, the, the privilege of being like haven't gone to Kabale. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends is from um, oh, what's that place? Uh, Kisoro. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to Gulu. Mm. So like, it's it's. I think it's a, it it's good for the economy as well like, to to keep the money internal. But mm. I understand sometimes you just you don't even have the luxury of going beyond Kampala, and it's expensive to go to those game parks. Mm. But still, if you can. Go all the way to Indonesia or something. Why no, not just true. go up to like Karamoja? No, it's true. But that, that's a very good point. Because also now I get, I find it really baffling when you meet people that travel like internationally, but then they don't go back home. Because you know, people, there's people that are like, there's people out there that are like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's very good that you said that because it's so important to go back home. Obviously traveling internally in the country if you can. Um, because I went to Sippy Falls and I was like, oh my oh, god, you did? yeah, it was really good. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, and I like, and I really like what Rashid said about like just a simple line, like it's the most beautiful country. Like he mm. goes and he he's he's so UG proud. Mm. Um, I didn't get to mention that earlier on, but I I think he him saying that will resonate with so many young people mm. who look up to him. Mm. Um, and I think it's. It's really like even like Sarah Molindwa, um, she went to Nyegunyege this year. I saw on her Instagram mm-hmm. page. That's that's fantastic. Like she's. I really to- want to go to that um, festival. Yeah. Have you been? No, I haven't been because it's like it's it's early September and it's yeah. always like when things are when things are getting serious after yeah. the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would like to go. Um, last February I went to um South Zabuzara, which is this festival in Zanzibar. Mm-hmm. That's really lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and the and Somi who's Randy's Ugandan was performing as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, why not go to these festivals around, like, mm. the continent? And exactly. And there's that one in, um, is it Mali? Oh, Lake of Stars. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the one. Is it, I think, is it Bono, whatever his name is? Hasn't he performed there before? Has he? Um, I don't know who's performed there, but I went to one of their fundraisers up in um, Wolven Forest um, last year. Mm. And I was really surprised. I was thinking there'd be all these Malawians up in there. There were like <laughs> 10. And it was, most, really? it was mostly white people. It's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But, that's, but then again... Doesn't, would you think that that then comes down to, like, we need to invest in our own country, in our own things? 
Because otherwise it then ends up getting gentrified. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like I went to Ginger when I in July. That was probably the highlight of my holiday. I managed to sneak away from the family. Mm. Not sneak away, but like I had to show Rabia around as well. My friend, mm. um, my Turkish friend. But we went to the Nile and we went kayaking around it. Mm. Um, it's like 18 kilometers. You do it in the morning. And it's really important to go out and like, and invest in our people because if we don't, um, funnily enough, I chose a company that was Ugandan and black owned yeah, because there's important. a lot of white companies, like white mm. owned companies that sort of get all the money from, um, from here, for example, everything's booked through um, the UK locally. Mm. So you, all you do is just rock up. So then where's the money going in terms mm. of mm. Um, the economy? Mm. But there's a lot of bazungus in Ginger. Yeah, there is. And they're, they're buying a lot of real estate. So like you say, it's really important that we go and make a mark and put our money there where we can. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how was your thing on, um, what's it called? On Say It With Your Chest? Oh, how was it? Oh, shout out to Say It With Your Chest, guys, dads, gents. It was, it was much more... Um, it was much more enjoyable than I imagined. Mm. I don't know why. I just thought, because like, they were like, Katasi, you know, you have to be 100% honest. You know, this is what it means to say it with your chest, right? Mm. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have to expose myself. Mm-hmm. But um, it was lovely, like really interesting conversations. And I think, I think having a female on the show kind of um, just changes, changes the dynamic a bit mm. because it just offers a different perspective. Mm. So um, talking about things like betrayal, particularly like the boy code. I don't know. I don't know if women have a girl code as much as men do. I don't know. Yeah, so we're talking about things things like betrayal. But like, um, I mean, I have like six brothers, so it's okay. Really? Yeah, they do. Are you the youngest? No, I'm not. I'm like in the middle somewhere. Mm -hmm. So it kind of just felt like chatting to my brothers Mm. in a way. So it was nice. Like um, they're they're good. They're good people. And like, um, shout out to TGM for putting us like for having a platform for Ugandans to Mm. use. And Mm. um, it's got a really good following. And people engage. They 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 message in as they listen. Mm. Yeah, so it was fun. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Keep doing the rounds. Keep. (laughs) I mean, where else would I go next? Where else would I actually? Doesn't Lucia have her own podcast? Oh yes, yes, yes. Lucia does have her own podcast. And by the way, she's having an event next Mm -hmm. week on on the eighth of November. Um, and she's she's looking at vulnerability, the mm-hmm. power of vulnerability. Um, that should be interesting. Mm. I think I think she's such a powerhouse. Yeah, it's when she was speaking, I was like, oh my god, the confidence of at eighteen. Mm. But it's good though. I think the the more um, what's she called? The more confident you are within yourself at that age the more successful you Okay, I'm not going to say the more successful you'll be, but I think things will be easier for you because at that age, that's such a crucial time. If you're not confident within yourself, if you don't know where you're going, you know, it can be really, really hard and it can be really, really... um, It can sometimes be detrimental to you in in terms of like the decisions that you make and even your mental health as well. Yeah. Um, when I reflect back when I was 18 um, and we were like applying for uni um, and I remember one of my friends, she was in a relationship at the time and she was saying, oh, that yeah, she was like basically saying that she might not go to university because of her boyfriend. And I'm thinking, do you see what I mean? You're so impressionable at that age. So I think it's beautiful when I see people who, are, who know what they want and they go for it because yeah. you shouldn't let anyone deter you from 
from what you want to do. I agree. And I think if you know any young people, please, please get them to come to her event because mm -hmm. I think sometimes messages are best heard from people that are your peers. Yes. So hearing it from her would probably ring more for others than hearing it from like me, who feels mm -hmm. very old. No, not really. <laughs> well, oh, how old do you if you don't? <laughs> are you old? <laughs> I'm looking at you. Am I old? Black don't crack, hey? No, I don't know if you're my age or not. I'm not telling you anything. Oh, no. <laughs> but this is the thing, like, no, 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 there's no thing here. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's end it now because okay. we've got the thing, the pod another podcast is coming Great. soon. Thank you. So thanks for coming. And yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, do you yeah, plug yourself. Oh, unplug myself. No, as in. Um, oh, plug myself. Yeah, oh, okay. say your socials and stuff. Okay. Um. So if you want to. Uh, keep up to date with what's happening at Elevate256. You can find us on www.elevate256.com. We are on Instagram at Elevate256 and on Twitter, ElevateUG, and we're on Facebook. So um, please get in touch and let's collaborate. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you. Okay. Take care, guys, and stay blessed. Bye. Bye.